you ready? Welcome back to another episode of Buff in the Rough. We're going to pick up today with part two of our interview with Mitch Gould of Heat 'em Up Kennels. And the focus is going to be on the legacy of Heat 'em Up Kennels and the origin story of Heat 'em Up Kennels, but really picking up with a wonderful quote that he left us with at the end of part one, which went something like this. At, at that point, the world hunt just really didn't matter to me. And so we're going to pick up there and see what happened at that world hunt. And uh, so, so yeah, the world hunt, um, and again, she was there with me. Um, Tim and Derek had the camper up there, so we just stayed with them all weekend. And and just uh, she got to have a blast with uh, the, the Neff families. Uh, mm-hmm. little kid, they have little kids, and, man, they just played. And it was just a great weekend i mean whether we won the hunt or not it was just a great weekend Mm -hmm. um so so getting tika ready for that hunt she's um i think that's one of the questions you asked me it is she's a a very hard-hitting female um probably the strongest track dog i've ever seen in my life for a female wow um extremely explosive um, when she's right, and it's especially if the conditions are good for big running, um, and you hear this term a lot, but she can she can truly drag drag a pack of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little bit high maintenance, you know, getting her ready for a hunt. So, you know, leading up to that, a lot of solo time, um, pretty much from the, her whole life. You know, she she bringing her along the right way um i don't pressure puppy don't throw pups in with four and five other mature dogs and just let them bang on them uh i guess that's just not what i do so anyways you know getting her ready for world hunt i felt like i felt like she was close um over at uh, some of my lease ground here i run a lot we had so many baby rabbits um I mean, I couldn't believe that late in the year. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy how many babies I was seeing. And I was going out and she was jumping seven, eight, nine rabbits of an evening, but every one of them was small. And, you know, I told, uh, I might have been Cody or Braden. I'm like, I don't know if she's ready or not, man. I've been able to hardly get any running. You know, it just was, it was just one of those type of years. And looking back on it, I think, that kind of worked in her advantage because mm-hmm. running those little rabbits really really makes a dog work. You know, it's not very enjoyable to listen to or watch. That's a fact. But, um, so that was kind of the frustrating part leading up to it, just trying to get her ready. Um, she'd had a good spring and, and kind of jumped onto the scene, and uh, I was hoping she would make a good showing at the world. Um, so we... Uh, went out first round to uh, one of Justin Schaefer's spots uh, not too far from Waynesburg and and right off the bat she she jumps a uh, she jumps a half grown rabbit and <laughs> we three line that rabbit and she gets all three first lines and I think she got two up by herself wow. and that was like the first eight minutes of the hunt and uh, 
I looked at Aubrey and she kind of looked at me like, whoa, you know, she, <laughs> and I thought, and it, immediately in my mind, I thought, man, you know, maybe this actually worked out pretty good, you know, that we've had so many little rabbits on the lease down here. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was a good hunt. Had a really, had a good cast, uh, had a good judge. Um, went on to, went on to the next round. Um, another good cast. Um, I believe, uh, trying to remember, Jeff Gullett was in that second round. Very nice man from Ohio. Mm-hmm. He had a very nice female, and him and Tika had a good battle that morning. Um, she, uh, I think Tika had, uh, first on the lines, all the lines we scored. I think that would end up being the difference. Very close on jumps and checks, and yeah, I enjoyed that. That was one of the dogs that you asked me what dog stuck in my mind. Uh huh. Uh, that was a good dog. Um, then moving on to the semis, that was kind of a kind of a weird cast. Um, very windy. Um, went out to one of Barry Ritchie. Barry Ritchie was our guide. They, them guys got some fantastic spots. Uh, anybody that's never been to Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, uh, it's just it's just awesome running. It's it fantastic. Really and they got so much good ground. Mm-hmm. You know. You go to a club, every, you know, club will have a few good spots. They've got like 20 good spots. <laughs> but um, that cast, the semis, uh, there was definitely some good dogs in that cast. Um, <clears throat> there was a, a spinner, a female named Spinner in there, a, a nice little dog. Um, the Jasper dog from New York was in that cast. Uh, I got to, got, to, got to know the New York fellows in that cast a little bit. Uh, Nice, very nice guys. Had a good time hunting with them. But that cast, we ended up running a rabbit for like, it was like 30 minutes. Wow. And never could see the thing. Mm. And, you know, I could hear, you know, I could hear Tika in there doing her thing, you know. And she scored a couple of checks. She got a couple of checks. But I was sitting um, last strike on that rabbit. Ooh. And... <clears throat> So we're going into, we're about out of time, and and I I just kind of thought, well, you know, you did you know you did did good, you know, maybe you're in the top ten. I was happy with her. I mean, what she had done, um, that rabbit they ran. I mean, you, you could hear her doing her thing, and I was so I was satisfied. I told Aubrey, I said, you know, I think maybe our luck's going running out, girl. You know, I said we might be might be going home tonight and uh seeing mama <laughs> and uh she didn't care she was already happy you know she wanted to win but she was already happy from that show and sure and uh so trevor uh mcqueen and, and Kristen bunny were the judges and um they asked the guides you know they're where, where do you want us to go and we wasn't uh we needed another rabbit so they said yeah let's get back let's call time out get in the truck uh, there's a section we haven't hit over here. And there's only maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes left, not much. And we, we pull in there, park the truck, and we start walking down this mowed path. And we're walking and we're walking. And it seemed like we walked a good ways. And I thought, man, them guys must know exactly where they're going. Because, man, they, they, wasn't no, they knew exactly where they were walking. Like, they knew where there was going to be some rabbits. <laughs> and uh, they said, yeah, we'll go down over this bank and we'll cut loose to the right. Well... Tika will stand up on her hind legs and wind a lot when she jumps rabbits. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So in the lead trap, I saw her kind of throw her head back, and she started winding, kind of hopping, laying back on her back legs a little bit. And I thought, man, she's there's a rabbit here somewhere, you know. And so we turned loose, and all the dogs were pretty happy right in front of us. And she just kind of peeled down over, and she she jumped one really driving it. And uh, it come around, uh, made a quick circle, come right back as, called the line. She got first line, and uh, that got her into the got her into the finals. Wow! You know, she she got first strike, first line, maybe another first line. I can't remember if we scored two on that or not. But uh, yeah, so leading up to that, you know, it was a it was kind of a meant to be thing, you know. I, Mm-hmm. I felt confident, you know, if we could get another rabbit, you know, maybe she would pull it out. But uh, when you don't have a lot of scoring, it's it's tough, you know. And I guess in any format, the more running you have, the more scoring you have, the the less, you know, chances taken out of it. Right. So that, that put her into the finals. And then uh, the next morning, it was, uh, we couldn't believe it. There was an inch of frost on <laughs> uh, and it was it was uh, shocking honestly because it had been very nice weather I mean it was better than being super hot I guess mm-hmm. but um, so we went to uh, the finals um, Randy Workman just has some like rabbit hunters dream spots that I don't <laughs> can describe it I mean mode paths big run lots of ground I mean just beautiful other than it's super steep. So if you're afraid of hills, you know, it might scare you. <laughs> but, um, and uh, so they struggled a little bit early there. Um, Tika's the kind of dog that she barks off the jump. She's not, she will not cold trail. And, you know, right off the bat, um, we all ended up taking 50 minus on a jump rabbit. Um, it couldn't, couldn't do much with it. You know, I thought, well, it's going to be a rough, rough day. I mean, weird, it's going to be one of them weird casts, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we moved out around the hill, and the dog's opening that frost, and clock's running. Clock's, Eric Ant was the, the head judge. And um, clock was running on these dogs, and he called time. You know, three minutes got him. And right as he was saying, handle dogs, Tika jumped a rabbit looking at it just right up maybe 40 yards above us oh. it. and I uh, in that cast was uh, Alan Newby uh, Dave Hummel and Blake Barkman and Blake's a real good kid I was happy for him um, I was happy for all those guys but that's a good kid right there puts a lot of time in his dog and that was the, the heat him up Foxy Roxy dog that got second mm-hmm. she's out of out of hell storm that was special for me too you know that we that uh that she, that she was in there and and uh so anyways i just kind of jokingly said to those guys you know do you do you guys want to split the strike and i didn't figure they would want to and when i'm running key i'll split all day long and uh so like everybody's like yeah why not you know newbie and i'm like yeah we don't care none of it really what it amounted to sam None of us wanted to walk up there and catch her dog. It was steep. <laughs> That's what it amounted to. And, uh, you know, I would, it, it, just to touch on that, it was such a good laid-back environment, you know, for a Final mm-hmm. Four. I mean, just the four of us just had a good time. You know, it was 
it was a good representation of the sport. It really was. But uh, Blake, he's like, I don't know, man. You know, I said, well, you don't have to. You know, it's not. Well, you know, it has to be unanimous. And uh, he's like, yeah, go ahead, we'll split. And uh, so they split in with her, and it made a big loop and headed back. And I heard Eric uh, call line up there, and, and Tika ended up getting the line by herself. Um, I think she got a check on that rabbit, maybe. So now we're looking pretty good. Those dogs at eight minus. Um, mm-hmm. She got a line by herself. She's up two hundred and some at that point, I believe. Wow. And now, now the only thing I'm waiting on is that clock to run out, which there's still a lot of time left. So the rest of that cast was, uh, you know, they and I think Roxy jumped rabbit. Um, had a nice jump. Had a check. I believe Hummel Dog got a check. And they ran a rabbit for probably it left the mode paths, went down into kind of a wooded area, mm-hmm. and we just could not get. The judges kept seeing the dogs, but they just could not get score. So that's uh, that's uh, the 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 end of the story there. Mm-hmm. So she uh, that's kind of that line by herself, and and uh, kind of what did it for you know. Oh yeah. So, what does it feel like? I mean, because the vast majority of people that listen to this are not going to be able to say they have a world champion in their backyard. I mean, heck, if you go back to to the dogs that are living today that won world championships, I mean, you know, what there might be 10, 12 of them alive today. I mean, what's it like to go home and know that you've got a world champion out back and and what do you do once you achieve a world championship do you try to get a second do you i mean what's tika's life like now does she know she won the world and you know what do you what what are you going to do with her now i mean what else is there to well prove? you know we're laughing but i always have thought to myself these dogs uh the old saying you know about a dog carrying a man's ego is so true these dogs <laughs> are just out hunting man oh yeah you know, at a big hunt, if they get to run multiple rounds, they just think, oh, cool, Dad wants to run all day. You know, they don't. Um, Tika lived a pretty blessed life, I can tell you that. She, my daughter, babies her. And, um, so, anyways, to win the world hunt, you know, the first world hunt was in 2000. Um, and I had ran a dog most of that year for Dale, mm-hmm. leading up to that in 99. Uh, her name was Ricky. Would have been Jake's littermate sister. And uh, I loved that dog. And uh, soloed the heck out of her. And really had her dialed in for that first world hunt. And uh, I, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of flaked out and, and talked Dale's son into handling her because I was, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and um, make a long story short, she got second or third maybe. And Jason Vandergriff, uh, with another sister to her, I believe got second. Wow. And we got so close on that first one. Mm-hmm. You know, and Dale he you know, he wanted to a world title as well and I guess just to touch on the fact that the world hunt and I'm not trying to take away from it anyway, it's another hunt, right? Mm-hmm. It's a hard one to win, it's another hunt the time of year we have the world hunt I, I think sometimes is not advantageous mm-hmm. that early October period some years is like a transitional time between summer and fall running and it, it can really suck 
it can be dry you can have little rabbits that's right so some years it's you know it's it's not an advantageous weekend and some of the houndsmen that i grew up looking up to and never won the world hunt Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of the greatest dogs you know if if i were to try to give you my top 10 bagels i've ever seen run a rabbit the majority of those never won the world hunt Mm -hmm. so you know from that perspective um you know there's been 2000 was the first one to what's that make you know 20 22 23 world uh world hunts we've had that's right um but it's something you it's something you strive to win because it is the world hunt, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. So, you know, from that point on, I, I thought, you know, we'll, we'll get this one here eventually. And over the years, I just can't even tell you the heartbreak of, of that <laughs> event, you know. Uh, back in the day, this might be something you didn't know, Sam, you didn't get to go on without plus points at right. the world hunt. That's right. So... Jake actually placed, uh, I want to say, fourth, sixth, and seventh at the World Hunt. In two of those three years, he eliminated a non-plus point cast. Um, I can remember Keita, heat him up Keita and Shenango Star. Them two finally drew each other. We the year the year Keita won Hound of the Year. Uh, they just would miss each other every big hunt. Mm-hmm. So they finally draw out together. And them two, uh, we must have had 17, 20, I don't know. It seemed like a convoy following us to go watch this cast. These two dogs go at it. And uh, we jumped two rabbits. Keita jumped one deep. Star jumped one deep. And they were just a put on a performance on how dogs are to hunt. I mean, they were in the brush <laughs> opposite direction. It was impressive. But there was no rabbits in this spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it was just, I shouldn't say that. It, was, it could have just been a bad day. You know how it goes. Sure, sure. Um, so make a long story short, neither one of them dogs get to go on. Right. Um, one of the all-time greats, uh, Eric and Donnie Yen had a dog named Singa Girl. He's in my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic dog. She was Jake's nemesis back in the day when, when we were both running for Hound <laughs> of the Year. Uh, she got eliminated that, that year with Jake, non-plus point cast. So... Over the years, you know, it got to be kind of a thing where, you know, we was able to get the national title, um, was able to win the, some of the other big hunts, but just couldn't win that one. Um, top 10, I don't know how many diff- different places. Mm-hmm. Um, then 20, uh, 2018, uh, Keita Pup named Keita Mup Hellstorm that Josh and Cody uh, had. I thought, well, maybe this is the year of, Akita Pup finally gets it done, you know. She ended mm-hmm. up second, you know. So I guess the point I'm making is it, it it's 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 hard to win that hunt, but it is just another hunt if that makes sense. It, it does, it does. So so uh, what what are you know what or do you have plans for Tika? I mean, do you, are you going to breed her? I would assume yes is the answer. But do you continue to hunt her? How how does that work? Oh yeah, she's she's got pups out there in the kennel right now mm-hmm. um they're well not right now because she had 10 and there's two still out in my kennel they're eight weeks old mm-hmm. um so yeah i bred her as soon as um as soon as the world hunt was over mm-hmm. i uh, i planned to say hey as soon as she 
comes in or next cycle, I'm going to go ahead and get a litter of pups out of her. And that was a that was a hard decision because she's in the prime of her life. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes when you breed females, it can take a little off of them. Sure. Um, but I just, you know, some of my uh, my friends were, hey, man, don't breed her. You know, let her have another <laughs> whack at the big hunts. And some of them like, you know, yeah, I mean, I breed her. But really, what it come down to me, Sam was. Mm-hmm. Because the big the big problem was, and this is the kind of ironic, I wanted to give her a crack at the Clash of Champions. Yes. And I knew if I bred her, she'd gonna miss that hunt. Yes. Um, she she finished in the top eight of the NHBA sectional Hound of the Year race, which meant she would have gotten a buy at the region. And that was what was weighing on me, like, man, she's gonna miss the Clash. Mm-hmm. Here. And here's what it come down to, and, and this again, this personal preference, everybody gonna make their their own decisions but i figured i could live with her missing out on the clash i couldn't live with something happening to her and me not getting these getting pups out of her i hear you um, i hear you that, that makes total her, sense to me know. so what'd you breed so, her you know, to what, what, made the decision to breed her what's the sire of the of the pups uh we bred her to our a rep dog eat him up rowdy reputation mm-hmm. dog that won the mclean memorial last year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh He's, he's a, a good strong, he's a good looking hound too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, he's uh, Cody Rucker, Josh Ware, Randy Moore been mm-hmm. been uh, running him some. And, yeah, I love Rep. Um, he's a hard, hard hunting dog, big nose. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll uh, we'll reach out and touch somebody. I mean, he's he's a powerful he's a powerful hound. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of kind of my. I pretty much kind of decided on that for her first litter. Mm-hmm. Um, her next litter, I'm going to breed her to, uh, probably going to breed her to uh, Derek Bowen's Heat Em Up Spot Dog. Okay. That's out of uh, Heat Em Up Princess and, and uh, Big Meadows Black Eagle. But So I kind of had that mapped out in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I, I, hated, I hated for Tika to, to miss the clash. And... Uh, this is uh, this is this is funny. My wife will get a kick out of this, but she kept telling me, "It ain't no big deal. T's going to win the clash." <laughs> you know, I said, "Eh, you know, whatever." And uh, you know, I just kind of she's no, I'm serious. I, I think she T's going to win the clash. And uh, yep, she really start T really started to click. Um, she she was two and a half mm-hmm. at the time, starting to mature. And she just had a phenomenal winter, and uh, I was bragging on her. And Brittany, my wife, kept telling me, "Yeah, I'm telling you, you don't worry about missing that. I don't think it, you know, T is going to win that clash." Wow. Yeah, right. You know, you're right. But uh, so yeah, she likes to remind me that she was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you were able to get pups out of her. Um, you know how how many times have we had friends or? You know, run into people that had a special hound, and they just kept putting it off, kept putting it off. You know, and then and then it was too late. Something happened, and they weren't able to get, you know, get a puppy out. Oh of my goodness! So I, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, there's for it. so there's there's so many tragedies out there um, that we've all heard or mm-hmm. maybe experienced, um, and you know, we uh, we actually lost a female year before last uh unexpectedly that uh mm. really it really a tough one to swallow mm. so that's always in the back of your mind you oh, know yeah. my dad told me when i was little 
we would go coon hunting and uh the one dog we had she was really my baby and i was like eight or nine you know and he would say uh you know, I was attached to her, and he would tell me, "Say, so, you know, boy, he says when we turn that dog loose, you got to know that could be the last time we see that dog. I mean, it, it's part of it. That's it. We're going, we're going to do everything we can do to keep her safe and healthy. But you know, so that's something you always got in the back of your mind, you know. Oh yeah. So I just made, and I've always, to be honest with you, as time has went on, maybe not in my earlier years, but as time has went on, I've been more. Uh, leaning towards, I just love raising pups and, and starting pups and, mm-hmm. and that breeding aspect of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always tried to, that 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 part of the, the deal has always kind of been, I'm very, very passionate about that. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like going to field trials. Sure. But, uh, you know, I... <clears throat> I have a saying, I, and I tell a lot of young guys just getting into the sport, you know, be a houndsman first. Mm-hmm. Be a houndsman first. Don't let the don't let the competition thing, you know, ruin what it's really all about. Well, well that, that's you and your dog, and, and time in the woods, and that experience, you know. Well, Mitch, I'm glad you I'm glad you're bringing this topic up, and I know we've got to wind down, but. One of the things that I've noticed that you've been a part of is uh, every time I see a big prize package or some hunt that's focused on kids or youth, uh, there's always a youth element, um, it seems like, in a lot of these larger hunts. And NHBA does a a fantastic job, you know, recognizing the youth. I, I think they're about as strong an organization as we have. But your name comes up a lot. I see you behind the scenes. Uh, working the phones and whatever it takes to to get donations in uh, to support the youth. So, so uh, number one, appreciate that as just being a houndsman and recognizing how important it is to to work with the kids to make sure there's somebody here, you know, to take this yes, on uh, when when we're not here. But I did want to ask you for some uh, maybe some advice, you know, uh, for the youngsters out there listening. Uh, that are just getting started in this in this business. Uh, what what are some of the pieces of advice other than what you just mentioned? Well, yeah, I do want to just say that you know the the youth programs we have. I'm I'm very proud of what NHBA has done. I mean, I I think since uh, Newby, Alan Newby, uh, President of NHBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy really cares about kids, and and they've made such a point oh, to yeah. promote the youth and. Uh, and you and it's paying off. We're seeing more kids now than I ever remember seeing. Okay, um, and my my club hosts the the Eliminator East, so we've tried to follow suit and, and have stuff like that as well. Um, I do want to uh, just kind of maybe a little plug here, if you don't care. We we started something new this summer called the Youth Houndsman Challenge, mm-hmm. and um, I've got youth from i want to say five states signed up and what that is is a if you remember maybe when you were a kid i know when i was a kid if you read so many books in the summer you know your mom would sign off you read them and you would turn that in yep i sure summer do. reading programs <laughs> it was an honor system but you know my mom wasn't gonna lie for nobody mm-hmm. so i thought to myself we're doing a lot for these kids at the events with prize packages and, and different things. But when I examined my own life as a houndsman, 
you know, Monday through Friday, you know, that's where I became a houseman. And we got some kids that they run these dogs. I mean, they, they, they oh, and that's yeah. to me something I wanted to acknowledge. So the Youth Houseman Challenge is basically this. Uh, from June 10th to February 15th, every time a kid goes and runs dogs, could be a field trial, could be, you know, uh, just pleasure running, whatever. But every time they get run, run a dog for at least an hour during during a one-day period, they get credit for that day. Mm-hmm. And between now and East Eliminator, and the West Eliminator is also going to participate, I'm happy to say, um, every kid that completes 100 days of running their dog, which is basically averages out to being like running your dog every three days, mm-hmm. um, is going to have, quote-unquote, completed the Youth Houndsman Challenge. And that's going to come with, uh, we're going to acknowledge those kids and celebrate that success at the East Eliminator and the West Eliminator, whichever, you know, whichever Eliminator the kids want to attend. And those kids that that complete the Youth Houndsman Challenge, those, they will get extra credit towards the youth prize package of the event, if that makes sense. I love it. Uh, so like at the East Eliminator, we have a point system. You get a point for every dog you show, a point for every dog you hunt. Every time you win, you get a point. And then the kids with the most uh, points, uh, they, they pick their their prize. You know, last year we had uh, trophy deer hunts, trophy fishing trips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had all kinds of stuff for those kids to choose from. So this is going to be a big deal. I'm excited to see how it turns out because these kids that complete that challenge are going to have an advantage. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, The kid with the most days running, we get a, an, a, even another point. So we had a lot of ties last year. Um, in that hunt with the youth. So I think it's going to be exciting. And anybody interested in, in uh, getting into that, you know, just uh, holler at me and I'll get you the form. Uh, get the Email you the form and, and get that kid signed up for the Youth Houndsman Challenge. Well, so. well thank you again for, for putting that together, but organizing it and and uh, we'll do our best, best to promote it too. So uh, as we wrap uh-huh. as we wrap up, um What's what's something about you that that you'd like to share that maybe nobody else knows? You know, what's what's a good Mitch Gould uh, fact? <laughs> a good fact. Yeah, something, something that people, people don't know. know. I mean, people know your you, you know your success as a houndsman. You know uh, your passion for working with the youth and in the sport. But maybe something uh, that's, that doesn't even have to do with hounds. Well, I'm I'm an absolute diehard fisherman. You okay. Know, I'm a giant fish junkie. You know, uh, giant sharks on the coast, uh, big salmon in Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, chasing big giant blue cat in Virginia. You know, other than dogs, I mean, I get uh, pretty jacked up to chase big fish. So, you know, we have a, uh, we, we camp a lot, trout fish a lot here in the mountains of West Virginia. Uh, yeah, if I'm not, uh, if there's one thing I'll miss a dog hunt for, uh, would be fishing. <laughs> well, I've, I've always wanted to ask somebody this question um, sure. that that catches shark. What do you do with them when you catch them? Well, I mean, the the smaller sharks are really good eating, but any you know, we're we're targeting uh, trophy size sharks. Uh, last last week uh, or two week, yeah, last week uh, we got an eight foot tiger shark uh to the beach and got her uh 
got her loose and back in the water. We turn, you know, we take we take great care of those really big sharks and, mm-hmm. and uh, turn and turn them back. So uh, I can't imagine what it's like to catch an eight foot shark. Oh man, it's <laughs> it's it's uh, it's hard to the it's an adrenaline rush. I mean, when that drag when you're sitting there and that drag starts to just peel. Uh, yeah, it's it's an adrenaline bump for sure. Um, it's the challenge of, of getting that fish to the beach and and uh, you know they tag a lot of sharks. You know, try to have that conservation mindset. Uh, sure. With the big sharks. So so and, you uh, were surf. You were fishing out of the, on the surf, not yeah, out of a boat yeah, or a pier. Okay. Yeah, it's called land based shark fishing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, actually going back in August um, to uh, the big hammerheads. We'll be we'll be cruising topsail that that time of year. We're going to try to haven't got a really big hammerhead, so kind of going back for that. Uh, uh-huh. Too hot to run dogs in, anyways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to um, put something else in here too, Mitch. You mentioned that there were a lot of the dogs that you'd hunted with in your in your life that hadn't won a world championship. They were top hounds. Yeah. Yeah, you've hunted with a lot of hounds in, in, in 20, 30 years. What what are what are two or three of those top hounds? Oh man, I hate to leave anybody out. I know you do. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you know, Eric and Donnie Yant, uh, two people I respect a lot as houndsmen. Uh, they had a dog named Sing It Girl, and uh, what a beauty! I love those two females. Uh, mm-hmm. Never won a world close. Um. Jerry Scott had a dog called Windstorm that was from from back in the day. That was an absolute powerhouse. Uh, never won a world. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy Schwafford had a dog called Ace that came really, really close. Uh, second. Mm-hmm. Made it in finals another time, I believe. Um, Dan Mazalek had a dog called Bo of Touchstone that was mm-hmm. a full brother to Jake. Um won nationals once maybe twice now that I think of it never won a world um you know there's just uh there's a there, there's a there's a bunch coming to mind I hate mm-hmm. to leave anybody out but uh you know I, I think it's just you know it, sometimes we I think we we measure dogs a, a certain way and, mm-hmm. and um that that in of itself it is another hunt you know that's right there's only one world honey world champion a year that's right know? and uh, you know those big hunts you need you need the right dog I mean don't get me wrong you, mm-hmm. you need to have the talent uh, but there's so many other factors anybody that tells you, you you know you don't need some breaks I mean they're you know in, in my case with Tika what if what if those guys don't feel like getting in their truck yep we don't run another rabbit. That's right. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that can happen. You know, and I, I've told a, a, a really good guy from down south, actually, getting into the sport, asked me the other day, you know, what's it take to win a big hunt? And, you know, I told him, I said, well, number one, you, you, you do need the talent. You do need the dog talent. But that dog's got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That dog's got to have the right nutrition. That dog's got to be ran the right way, and you got to figure out what that is. And then when you get to the hunt, not only do you need some breaks, but you can screw up, you know, the handler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of factors there um, to make that happen. 
So that's uh. Well, Mitch, I didn't mean to put definitely against you. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I I know I know we got to wrap this up. But I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time out to to talk about. Uh, the history of heat 'em up kennels, and and talk about some of the hounds you've had over the years and your experiences, and and sharing you know the story of Tika and and uh, your experiences uh, winning the world championship, and um, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing to help promote um, anything to do with getting these kids active in the sport. I really appreciate what you're doing there, but uh, but again, appreciate you. Appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing you uh, again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you having me on. Well, that concludes this episode of Buff in the Rough, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, if you want to hear more from Mitch Gould, he uh, and, and one of his side hustles actually has a podcast where he uh, talks all about the National Hunting Beagle Association. And you can find them on Podbean. And uh, they have some really super topics as well. And I, a couple little housekeeping things that I wanted to uh, to share with you. First of all, thank you for the feedback. It, it's really appreciated. And I appreciate all the, the folks that sent in uh, emails to buffintherough at gmail.com. And um, I told you I'd announce the winner of the $25 Academy Sports gift card. And that goes to... Colin Hinkis, who's a beagle houndsman from Meadowview Farm up in Camp Creek, West Virginia. Thank you, Colin, and to the many others that submitted topics for future content. And join us next time when we'll talk about uh, uh, what we've heard a million times. I wish somebody would have told me that before I started hunting. Uh, That's the next topic for the next Buff in the Rough. We'll see you then. Thanks.